Black History Month was first proposed by Black educators and the Black United Students at Kent State University in February 1969. The first celebration of Black History Month took place at Kent State one year later from January 2nd, 1970 to February 28, 1970. Six years later, Black History Month was being celebrated all across the country in educational institutions, centers of black culture and community centers, both great and small. When President Gerald Ford recognized Black History Month during the celebration of the United States Bicentennial, he urged Americans to seize the opportunity to honor the two often neglected accomplishments of black Americans in every area of endeavors throughout our history. This left me wondering If this is what we call black history, why didn't anyone think of having a black feature month? I'm DJ Motri of the Black Equity Network, and welcome to the Black Equity Podcast. Welcome to another great episode of the Black Equity Podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. I really do appreciate all the listeners, the followers, all the messages that we're receiving from season one and so far the first month of season two. And we are now walking into a new paradigm called Black Future Month Series. And so the goal of this month is to really look into the future of our community and our culture and start looking at things from a solution based. Now, in order to look at things from a solution standpoint, we first must identify what the problems are. (laughs) You have to become a problem solver in order to be a solutions based person. They, you can't have one without the other. I've seen so many people talking about, don't focus on problems, only focus on solutions. But what are you solving? 
what if it's a solution, what are you solving? And so that's what we're going to look to do on these episodes for February. At least once or twice a week, we want to look at a major problem and see what we can solve. Um, so before we get into uh, this actual episode, what I want to do is give you a quick review. I've had the honor to begin my journey in uh, federal contracting. And so I want to give you my review on my experience so far with the first uh, bit of information that has come through, uh, through working with my MPU network, which we had an episode last season and also uh, towards the beginning of this season, we had an episode with Walter Cotton III, uh, where he was building a network uh, for those who were interested in entering the federal contracting space. And he graciously uh, offered for us to be a part of the journey of learning and experiencing uh, what he's building and building this community. And so I want to be able to give back to our audience and give you in real time my experience. So let's kind of dive in to the first piece of information that has come through as I've now uh, dived into federal contracting. So let's get into what I found when I went on mympu.org. Once again, I've been given full access uh, to the first module so far with mympu.org. And before we get to the actual module, I want to talk about the vision. Because anytime I'm working on something or with someone, I want to understand, well, where are we headed? Like, where are we going here? And so the vision is, uh, with this course, we are devoted to creating generational wealth for everyone, helping to generate millions of dollars in the year 2020. Helping to generate billions of dollars in year 2020. So that's, to me, that's a very bold statement. And so something like that, I really want to see, well, how are we going to do that? I'm just being honest. <laughs> like, how are we going to generate billions of dollars? Now, I know there's billions of dollars in government contracting, but I wonder how am I, as just one individual, going to, to be able to do that? Uh, so some of the ways that we're going to do that is, uh, it says here, through government. So one of the ways that we're going to do that is through government contracting. It says here that we will learn the secrets and strategies that empower you with the ability to become an expert in government contracts. You will learn how to force contracting competitions to occur in the least competitive fashion. Very interesting. It also says billion dollar contract viable. You will learn how to utilize joint venturing, mentoring, and teaming as the agile agile solutions that allow you to be contract viable. Okay, that's that's good. And so this here is actually my favorite part, favorite piece of what I'm looking forward to with federal government contracting. Job creating agent. You will be immediately positioned as a leading job creator uh, within your community. I just need you to read that one again as the ramifications of this statement are far reaching. Okay, so I'll read it again. You will be immediately positioned as the leading jobs creating asset within your community. So that's that's big. So the contracting goal is $20 billion by November 2020. And 
Uh, the instructor is Walter Cotton III. He is a veteran slash business owner. Walter has cracked the code on the most effective ways to acquire. Now, there's that that key word we talked about in a past episode. The, the wealthy teach their children how to acquire. So it says here, Walter has cracked the code on most effective ways to acquire billion-dollar contracts from the federal government and has helped many persons in the veteran community acquire these contracts. And now he would like to share this knowledge with you. So now what I would want to do is look at module one that has been sent over to me and give you a fair review of what am I experiencing uh, with working with mympu.org. So let's take a look at module one and give a uh, analysis of what I'm seeing. So let's look at this first module. I mean, that's what we're all here for. We want to break down the different modules, and I think there's going to be about uh, six or seven modules. And so what my goal is, is as the modules come out, I want to give you my take on them. So if you're interested in entering this space, you have a pathway to create generational wealth. Okay, that's that's the whole goal here uh, for February, March, and all the other months is show you something that I've come encounter with, give you my honest review on it, and then us working together to figure out if it's the right situation for you. Okay, so let's look at the first module. So here's what the first module tells me that I'm going to learn. I'm going to get a government contracting course introduction. And it says here, in module one of government contracting, you will learn the key components that will give you a competitive advantage. And here are the four areas in which you will uh, gain knowledge and wisdom. Government contracting course introduction, the economic African diaspora, establishing a synthesizer, and creating agile solutions. So that is what module one is telling me that I'm going to learn. Now, did I actually learn that in module one? I would say yes. I would say that my uh, understanding from module one is an over a high level overview of how government contracts works. And so how the module setup is uh, our instructor, Walter Cotton III, is presenting to us uh, via video, which is about a 40 minute video. And he is going through different sectors or different sections within this module for us to learn. And the first thing he does is he lays out the framework and he tells us uh, what government contracting is, how big of an opportunity it is, why you should be considering this, uh, even why some people have been kind of overlooking this and why he believes that this is a very viable uh, opportunity for those who are interested in creating generational wealth. He then talks a little bit, not a lot, but a little bit about how Africa plays into all this and how the, the vision is bigger than just um, getting a federal contract and being done there. He's then talking about how, okay, well, now that you have this skill set, now that you know how to do this, uh, where you can actually obtain government contracts, once we teach you this, here's what I want you to do with it. 
if you have this million dollar or billion dollar contract, you now have leverage. You now have the opportunity to go into uh, different countries within Africa. He calls it the economic African diaspora. He's talking about being able to create industry and infrastructure within these countries. Okay. Now, next he talks about uh, the next section, he talks about establishing a synthesizer. And so I want to read to you what a synthesizer is and then kind of explain in my viewpoint of what he is referring to. Uh, so a synthesizer definition is one moment, a variety of sounds by generating and combining signals of different frequencies. Um, what is a synthesizer person? An intellectual who synthesizes or uses synthetic methods, a person who uses the mind creatively. Well, I think what Walter is saying here, and I could be totally wrong, I think he's saying I'll be able to be that person that can get you into frequency a lot faster than if you went ahead and did it yourself. So if you went out here and tried to do federal contracting all by yourself, you didn't work with anyone, uh, it would take X amount of time. It may take you six months, a year, even longer to actually kind of figure out this thing from beginning to end and master it. Him being a synthesizer means he's able to zone in because he has the necessary knowledge and expertise to give you step by step what you need to do in order to be successful and cut that time from a year and a half down to as little as 90 days. I mean, actually, it could be less than that, but we're trying to be as conservative as, as possible. So you're looking at, you know, cutting down years and years of hard work of trying to figure this thing out. And it may, some people, it may take longer. They may never figure it out because there's so much red tape. And what he's done with this program is let me get you in frequency and, and take out all the white noise so you have it all handed directly to you. Okay. And so the last thing that the course talks about, which I found to be very important, uh, is looking at uh, creating agile solutions. So here's what my final take is on this. With this opportunity, what Module 1 is telling me is that we're going to be able to walk into any major corporation that does work with the federal government and be able to offer them a solution that very few people can because they don't know they don't know how to do this and they don't have the necessary resources and we they don't have the instructor that we have. That's the way I've I've I'm taking this. Now to know a little bit about who the instructor is, I want you to go listen to one of our previous episodes where we talked to Walter Cotton III and explored his mind of understanding federal contracting. That way you get a good sense of why you may be in good hands. So for module one, I like where we're headed. There isn't a lot of information that I can go use right now. There's not much I can go do, but I think it's a good overview as far as understanding what I'm about to walk into. Uh, but I'm looking forward to seeing, okay, well, now what? <laughs> yeah, okay, I, I can do this, I can do this, I can do this, but I wanna, I'm ready to put some action in. And so that hasn't happened yet. And so uh, on our next time that we're able to discuss this, I'm going to go through uh, module two and three as they're released and give you my take. So hopefully you've enjoyed this. I know a lot of people have been asking, hey, what's the update on uh, my MPU, you know, in case I want to work uh, alongside you. 
Uh, so here are the updates. I'm going to make sure that we at least once or twice a week until I finish uh, going through this process, we're giving you the inside track of this program and others in the future. That is what I'm proposing for other people who have programs and things that they have out. If you want me to review it, contact me. Uh, we'll work on figuring out the best way for us to access what you have going on. I'll walk through it and I'll hand it over to the culture so then they can decide if it's something that they want. Now, from this review, it inspired uh, the rest of this episode because the thing about Black Future Month is simply the simple word that I want to focus on first, and that is acquire. And to me, that's exactly what we're about to learn in the M, uh, my MPU course is how to acquire government contracts. And so I want to focus on acquire for our first segment of Black Future Month. We'll get to that and much, much more when we return. So welcome back to the Black Equity Podcast. And for Black Future Month, what I want to do on this episode is keep it very simple, no bells, no whistles, and I just want to make sure that I teach you uh, what a choir is, why it's important to a choir, and why we need this for the future of the black community, uh, the future of our people, the future of our tribes, the future of our friends and our family rest in learning to acquire. So what does acquire actually mean? <laughs> I mean, we we need to dive into that. And then that becomes the equity of language. Okay? So the definition of acquire, uh, two different definitions I want to look at today. Uh, The first definition of acquire is to buy or obtain an asset for oneself. To buy or obtain an asset of oneself. So we talked about how the poor teach their children how to buy The rich teach their children how to sell, and the wealthy teach their children how to acquire. Now, you would say, wait, hold on. Acquire means to buy or obtain. So acquire and buying is the same thing. But here's a slight difference. See, the poor teach their children how to buy just any old thing. You can just go out and buy. Acquire is when you buy an asset. Now, We're going to get to the second definition in a moment, but let's look at that. What is an asset? Because that's what distinguishes the difference between uh, buying and acquiring. So when you acquire, you're buying an asset. An asset is a useful or valuable thing. Uh, It's a property owned by a person or company regarded as having value and available to meet debts, commitments, or legacies. That's the definition I want us to look at. It's regarded as having value and available to meet debts, commitments, or legacies. So imagine that you're acquiring something of significant value that by the moment that it is in your possession, the minute you acquire it, you're meeting all your debts, your commitments, or legacies immediately. That's what an asset can do to you as opposed to just buying something that gives you no Uh, true value. It becomes a liability for you. So once again, the poor are teaching their children how to buy. The rich are teaching their children how to sell. 
and the wealthy are teaching their children how to acquire. And what we're learning today on the first installment of Black Future Month with the focus and emphasis on acquire, what we're learning is acquiring means to obtain or buy an asset for oneself. To obtain or buy an asset for oneself. And what we just learned is an asset is something of value that will be made available to meet debts, commitments, or legacies. That in itself, it may not seem like a lot. This may not have, uh, you know, a million YouTube views and uh, commercials on uh, your local television show. That in itself, the last 30 seconds of this episode has just given you the greatest return on investment for your entire life. Knowing the difference between buying and acquiring could change your entire view and perspective of how you're walking into this thing. So what are some ideas or what are some uh, different perspectives of an asset? That would be key. If you know what an asset is, then you'll know that if you're acquiring something or if you're just buying it. So let's look at the types of assets that could potentially be worth acquiring so that we know how important it is now to acquire. And we know that it's important to acquire an asset. So here are the three properties of an asset. Um, First, we have ownership. Assets represent ownership that could be eventually turned into cash and cash equivalents. They represent economic value. Assets have economic value. It can be exchanged or sold. Assets are a resource that can be used to generate future economic benefits. Okay, there are three types of classification of an asset. Okay, either you have convertibility, which is classifying assets based on how easy it is to convert them into cash. You have physical existence, which classifies assets based on their physical existence. In other words, are they tangible or are they intangible? And then three is usage, where we classify assets based on their business operation, their usage, and their purpose. All of these things are important understanding assets. Because if you're going to acquire for the future of your family, for the future of your community, and for the future of everything that is surrounding your individual universe, you need to understand the fine details when it comes to knowing the difference between just buying and acquiring. Because that's the difference between being wealthy and being poor. So... Here are some examples of assets. We have cash. And at this point, we would say uh, anything that allows you to uh, spend within an open market. Some would argue, was Bitcoin part of that? Is it not part of that? Well, then that's where our second one comes in. Uh, Our second example of an asset is cash equivalents. So you have cash, you have cash equivalents, and that could maybe be cryptocurrency or something like that, as long as that cryptocurrency is, I would say, broadly accepted. 
So you would want to pay attention to how easily you're able to use that asset. Uh, Next, you have uh, something like stocks. That's when you are uh, buying a share of a company and now you that particular stock now has some type of value. You could eventually in the future exchange that stock or sell that stock back and be able to get cash or cash equivalents for that stock. Another thing to look at are investments. So investments could be real estate. It could be buying uh, a company. These things uh, are valuable and could eventually be some type of cash equivalent or create some type of cash flow for you. You want something that is uh, significantly bringing some type of value and can easily be turned into cash or is currently operating at some type of cash flow activity. Also, uh, depending on uh, how things are, a vehicle could be an example of an asset. Uh, But obviously, if you're paying towards that vehicle, it then becomes a liability. But if you can exchange it and turn it into some type of cash that outweighs the amount that you may be paying towards it, there could be an opportunity for that to be an asset. Uh, Another thing to look at that is an intangible asset is like a patent or a trademark. Having these types of assets could... Uh, be deemed valuable if you're able to exchange those or sell those on an open market or privately for cash or cash equivalents. So we're giving you a uh, high level overview of what does it take to be an asset. I know this may not be the most entertaining piece of information, but by knowing this, it could alter your future. And so it is at the very bare minimum that we teach you how to acquire, but we can't teach you how to acquire if we don't understand what an asset is. Because in the future, what we want to be able to do is present assets to you and then you make a decision of which one am I going to acquire? Which one of these fits my profile as an investor? Everybody listening to this podcast is now an investor. You are being groomed to be an investor, my friend. Because as an investor, you're going to be acquiring assets. And those assets are going to be paying you some type of value, some type of economic value that either is paying you on a monthly basis or has some type of value that can be exchanged uh, fairly easy easily in order to obtain cash. Hopefully everything that we are talking about today on this first installment of the Black Future Month series is resonating and it is uh, shifting the way that you're viewing things. For many of you, you already know all these things about assets and liabilities and acquiring and buying. That That's all great. But we have to start at the, the the basis, the foundation of our culture. Now, what we talked about earlier in this episode uh, was federal contracting. And believe it or not, 
if you acquire a contract that is deemed to be economically valuable, you then have uh, brought in an asset. And if you brought in an asset, that means you've acquired. And that's why the word acquired was used when speaking about federal contracts. So once again, anytime you are acquiring an asset that has some type of economic value, you, my friends, are participating in the ecosystem of acquisitions. So that is why we led this show with talking about an opportunity to acquire. And then we broke down for you what acquiring is and how it separates itself from everything else. And the details of what an asset is and why if you don't have an asset, you're really not acquiring. You're just buying. And knowing the difference could change your entire trajectory. So play this episode back if you are interested in learning more about acquiring and uh, find the details within this episode. If you know someone who is struggling, trying to figure out well, what is their next move? What is their next step? I believe that this is the the great foundational framework as we head towards the future of the black culture, of the black community, of our tribes. As we look towards Black Future Month, I believe that this is setting a foundation for the episodes to come. I thank you so much for showing up here on the Black Equity Podcast and uh, home at the Black Equity Network. I want you to follow us on Instagram at Black Equity Network. I want you to review us on any of your podcast homes that you're listening to your podcast. And also make sure you, you connect with us as soon as possible. We have a digital network where we uh, connect business owners and investors with opportunities to acquire And you can be a part of that network by simply texting Black Equity to the following number, 669-238-2434. Once again, text Black Equity to 669-238-2434. And if you want more information about uh, some of the things that our network is working on, I actually had an interview with the Melanin Boulevard podcast with the host, uh, Rach the Gem. You can check that out on most uh, platforms, iHeart, Apple, um, YouTube, Spotify, Google Play. You can check out Melanin Boulevard, where we talked about uh, self versus equity. And a lot of the conversation was around how to acquire. So if you want to go to another level, beyond the foundational level, I would head over to that podcast or that YouTube channel immediately after listening to this episode. Once again, I am DJ Motri of the Black Equity Network, and this has been the Black Equity Podcast. We are excited for your journey and look forward to uh, releasing other episodes inside the Black Future Month series. Enjoy the rest of your day and come back again for the next episode of the Black Equity Podcast.
If you are a Black-owned business or an investor and you would like to advertise on our show, go ahead and send us a message at djm at djmoultrie.com. Now, back to the show.